Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to Unbothered. Your host, Josh, here, breaking down Super Bowl. But before I do that, I just want to again thank everyone that likes, subscribes, watches the show. If you haven't, please do like and subscribe. So today, a lot to get into regarding the Super Bowl. I'm breaking it all down, making my pick. In addition to the pick, I'm breaking down top 10 Super Bowl players, which position groups on the teams have an edge. Uh, Diving down into the stats, players of this matchup, also some, you know, betting type of things that I've seen for these teams. I am analyzing it all. But before I get into the Super Bowl, uh, last night was the NFL Honors Awards. Uh, don't usually pay much attention, you know, to the awards because the Super Bowl is a few days away. Uh, oddly, for some reason, a lot of people that win the awards aren't on the Super Bowl teams. Uh, so, again, that's just the way it happens. Again, you know, I'm happy Christian McCaffrey won Offensive Player of the Year, deserved it. Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year, and all the rookies. Uh, but the biggest takeaway happened to be the MVP. Now, it's big because Lamar Jackson won the MVP. Uh, got 49 of the first place votes. Josh Allen got one, and I'm fine with uh, Lamar not having the unanimous MVP because Dak Prescott played for stretches better than Lamar. So did Josh Allen, led the league in total touchdowns and total yards for a quarterback. So other players were great, so I don't think it's wrong for Lamar Jackson to not be a unanimous MVP, but I do think he did deserve it if I put my vote in would have been for Lamar uh, but again would have understand a Dak Prescott or even a Josh Allen in that scenario but this is big because Lamar Jackson this is his second MVP so he's a two-time MVP club which is a very exclusive club to be in because he joined eight people that have won you know, more than one MVP. So I'm just going to name this list off to you and notice if you have, if all these names have something in common. But I'm not going to include Lamar. So two-time MVPs, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Montana, Kurt Warner, Steve Young. Three-time MVPs, Tom Brady, Jim Brown, Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas, Aaron Rodgers, a four-time MVP, and Peyton Manning, the most a five-time MVP. So what do all these people have in common? Every single player I named, they have all won a Super Bowl, or in the case of, you know, Jackson, or my bad, not Jackson, uh, but, you know, Jim Brown, uh, they didn't play in that Super Bowl area, but they did win a you know, national championship at that time, NFL championship, whatever it was called. So they all won a title. So Lamar Jackson is the only one in that crowd now that hasn't won a title. So he joined this big club, exclusive, uh, multiple-time MVP club. So there, to me, there's nothing left for him to prove because he's the greatest rushing quarterback of all time. He has greatly improved his throwing mechanics and throwing the football, his accuracy, all that. He's improved it. There's only one thing left to do. That's deliver on the biggest stages. That's to go to and not only go to it, but to win a Super Bowl. 
Again, I thought this was his best chance to do that, win that Super Bowl this year with the team he had, but he's going to have to do that. Why? Because we look at players in other leagues, James Harden, Joel Embiid, players that have won MVPs, great regular seasons, yet they have not won an NBA title, World uh, NBA Finals. That's the one thing missing from their resume. So the only thing missing from Lamar Jackson's resume is that Super Bowl title. Now, to me, it doesn't matter how many more MVPs he wins. He's not going to move up my all-time ranks of quarterbacks or get into my all you know top 10 list until he gets that Super Bowl. That's when you can rank him among the all-time great quarterbacks. Put him into your top 10 list. That's what he has to do. That's the only way he can change the perception of the playoff losses now. Playoff performer is going out and winning a Super Bowl. So I'm happy for Lamar. Deservedly won the MVP. But now, to add to that legacy, uh, to complete everything that you're set out to do, it's to win a Super Bowl. Um, And I think he's got to do that soon with his style of play. I would say the next three or four years is prime opportune time to do it. Of course, it's going to be tough with Josh Allen still in that window. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. It's going to be tough. Uh, But to validate all this, he's going to have to win a Super Bowl. Now, moving on from that, it's time to delve in to the Super Bowl. So before I make my pick, I'm literally going to give you a ton of analysis. Break it down. Before I even give you the pick, because I want you to know what is going into this, and you might be, as I'm going through this analysis, know where I am leaning because of that. But I just want to present this to you so that you know why the pick is the way the pick is. So first off, I'm going to rank my top 10 players in this Super Bowl. This isn't career accomplishments, but this is how I feel they are right now. Top 10 players in this particular matchup this Sunday. I'm going to go from 1 to 10. Number 1, Patrick Mahomes. Deserves to be number 1 on the list. Best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, He's been the best quarterback in the playoffs. This has been, you know, a team that has struggled offensively, but Patrick Mahomes, key thing he's doing, not turning the ball over, or interesting stat, has not created any turnover-worthy plays that's Big note, that's why he's the best quarterback right now. Patrick Mahomes is number one. Number two, 49ers Christian McCaffrey. Last night, one offensive player of the year, deserving best running back in football, argument for the best weapon in football too because he not only runs the football, he can line up and catch passes. Uh, he is a great uh, player. And to me, you know, this is a rematch of sorts. But this rematch is so much different, not only because Brock Purdy is quarterback, but because this team has Christian McCaffrey, who is the best running back in football. Number three, Trent Williams. Again, one of the highest graded offensive linemen this year, and the highest graded offensive lineman of all time via PFF left tackle for the Niners. The success the Niners have running the football is insane when they run to the left side of Trent Williams compared to the right side. 
It's around an extra two, three yards that they gain running the football when they run Trent Williams' way. Doesn't allow a ton of pressures or a sack. I think it's one or two sacks the past year he's given up. Uh, Trent Williams is a really great, you know, elite all-time left tackle that the Niners have. Four, Nick Bosa. Uh, Nick Bosa, to me, is the best defensive player in the game. Uh, Double teamed a lot more this year. Uh, One defensive player every year last year. To me, he does show up in big games. Uh, You know, I thought the Lions, for a good job, didn't do, or, or my bad, I thought the Lions did do a good job on Nick Bosa for most of the game two weeks ago. But they didn't do a great job. And I said they needed to do a great job containing him. Nick Bosa had a couple stacks, seven pressures. Uh, if he can create that havoc against a lesser tackle on Jawan Taylor, uh, holding penalties get called, he's going to have a big game. He's number four on my list. Number five, Fred Warner, one of the highest graded linebackers to me. Uh, he is so important, and it's going to go conversely with the next guy that I name. He's so big because he's not only their defensive play caller, best linebacker in the league, uh, but he's going to be slotted up sometimes against Travis Kelsey. Now, best person that stopped Travis Kelsey is a linebacker, and that was Levante David um, in the Super Bowl. Yes, uh, Travis Kelsey had his receptions, but it was a lot of garbage time, second half stuff. Levante David really shut him down in the first half, and Fred Warner is going to have to emulate that Levante David performance against Travis Kelsey, and he's been doing it this year. He's been fantastic, uh, second to Nick Bosa on the team defensively. So who does that leave at six? Of course, Travis Kelsey, who has been absolutely sensational this postseason, hasn't had his best year, really a down year of the Mahomes era with with Kelsey, Uh, but in the playoffs, he's been great. Last two weeks ago, 11 targets, 11 receptions, a touchdown, two touchdowns against Buffalo. He has turned it up. He has been playing really good. Inspired football and is the best tight end in the game, at least to me. Now we go to number seven. Who was voted the best tight end this year uh, by First Team All-Pro? That's George Kittle. And to me, he is the second best tight end in football. The receiving edge, of course, goes to Travis Kelsey. To me, George Kittle is an elite blocker. Again, I mentioned what he was able to do helping on Aiden Hutchinson last week. That's what he does. So to think he can't have a day against Karloftis, not great edge rushers on the Kansas City side, uh, you know, that to me helps out Brock Purdy. The running game, George, George Kittle just does so many great things for this team. Number eight, Chiefs defensive tackle. Chris Jones, the best defensive tackle in the league the past three or four years. That's been Chris Jones. Great interior pressure, gets double teamed a lot, but can also generate sacks and is the highest graded player on this Chiefs defense, and deservedly so. Uh, You know, wrecked the game against the Bills, uh, made impact plays last week. Um, You know, the will, my bad, but Niners are going to have to run, you know, a lot of zone outside, which they typically do. That's going to stop and not utilize Chris Jones. And Brock Purdy's going to have to make some plays with his legs as well. Number nine, Debo Samuel. To me, the biggest chess piece in the NFL. uh, You know, really a true, uh, unique weapon in that he can run the football. He can uh, line up at all positions in the offense, primarily at slot. 
be a big game for him. I expect Debo Samuel, if they want to win, it's going to have to be McCaffrey, Debo. Debo's going to have to beat Trim McDuffie when lined up one-on-one in the slot. I think he can do so. He's also a willing blocker. And another big part of his game, missed tackles, forced missed tackles. Uh, Not a lot of people can bring him down on the initial one. He's going to have to be breaking a lot of tackles for this team. Event number 10, Brandon Ayuk, for the Niners, wide receiver. Uh, was their highest graded uh, you know, wide receiver this year, outperforming Debo Samuel? He has been great this year. He has truly emerged to me as an elite wide receiver, a top 15 weapon in the league. He has been sensational. Uh, him and Brock Purdy have had a great connection. Brandon Ayuk, to me, is also one of the best route runners in the NFL, can run the route tree. Uh, this, to me presents a lot of, you know, opportunity for him going up against Legereus Sneed uh, this weekend. So there's my top 10 players in this matchup. So I have three Chiefs players, and I have seven Niners players. If you remember two weeks ago, I had six Chiefs players, four Ravens, and I had six Niners players and four Lions. This time I got seven Niners three Chiefs. However, this time around, the Chiefs do have the best player in the game. That is Mahomes. So there's my top 10 players, giving you that list. And then now I'm going to go position groups. So that's just the group as a whole, not just players. So I'm going to start with quarterback. Who has the edge there? That's obviously the Chiefs. I just named Patrick Mahomes, number one player. Deservedly so. He does get that. Brock Purdy's been good but Mahomes is still the best. The Chiefs have a clear edge there at quarterback. And to me, as clear as the edge that the Chiefs have at quarterback, the next group running back, the 49ers, have that clear of a margin as well. Isaiah Pacheco, good back, but Christian McCaffrey just won the Offensive Player of the Year award. He is the best running back in football. He deserves it. He deserves this award. Uh, The award, he is the best running back. And they got depth to behind Christian McCaffrey. I like Elijah Mitchell a lot. Uh, you throw in Kyle Juszczyk there. This is a solid group. 49ers have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Can pop a little bit, you know, behind Pacheco. But mainly it's Pacheco. Tight end. I'm going a push on here. So a push means there's not a clear definitive edge. There's not a clear definitive favorite. That's why, you know, I had Travis Kelsey at 6, George Kittle at 7. So if you want to nitpick marginal edge to the Chiefs, but I don't see this as a clear-cut advantage that one team has over the other like the Niners do with running back or the Chiefs do with quarterback. Offensive line, another push. And that's only because Andrew Tooney is out, and I'm grading it based on the players in and out. If Andrew Tooney was playing, I would give it to the Chiefs, but him being their best offensive lineman out does hurt uh you know, they do have other great players. Creed Humphrey is on there uh, as well, who is really, really good. Uh, matches, you know, Trent Williams at the left tackle. Other than him, you know, not as solid uh, as an offensive line. So I have that, you know, both ways. Defensive line. I'm going to push here. Now, the Chiefs, you know, my bad. The Niners have the names outside of Nick Bosa. They have Chase Young, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave. But outside of Nick Bosa, this defensive line hasn't really held up their end of a bargain where it was these superstar names, how great they're going to be. 
again, outside of Nick Bosa, hasn't been great. Again, outside of Chris Jones, Karloftis has been good. Aminahu tore his ACL. So that's why I'm going to push on here because there's two legit stars, Chris Jones, Nick Bosa. But outside of him, to me, it leaves a lot to be desired. Linebacker. Clear edge here to the 49ers. Uh, best linebacker duo in the game, uh, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. Uh, Fred Warner, best linebacker in the game, Dre Greenlaw. Had a couple interceptions against the Packers. Great linebackers. Now, the Chiefs have a good one in Nick Bolton, uh, but it just doesn't measure up to what the Niners have. So clear-cut advantage there. However, the Chiefs do have the advantage with the defensive back groups, the secondary. Uh, Trent McDuffie uh, and Legereus Need, two of the best corners in the game, could be the best corner duo in the game. Uh, right there, to me, beats out Charberry Sword, who had a good year. Uh, but not great outside of him. Ambry Thomas, Lenore leaves a lot to be desired. If they had Hufanga, who tore his you know, ACL a few months ago, that would be more of a push. But since they don't have him again, clear edge here to the Chiefs. Men's special teams. Going Chiefs on this one. Uh, Harrison Bucker, again, much more proven than Jake Moody. And Tommy Towns in the putter as well can flip the field. So special teams clearly is the Chiefs here. And then coaching. I'm going push on here. So a lot of people are, this would probably be the, hot, I don't know if it's hottest take, but most disagreeable take. Saying this one is, you know, even um, with Andy Reid and Shanahan. Now a lot of people think, oh, Andy Reid's better. He's won the championships, all that. You're good for him. And I give him that. But Andy Reid before Patrick Mahomes was never thought of a big game coach. He could never win the big game, much like Kyle Shanahan couldn't win the big game. Now with Mahomes, he has been great, won the Super Bowls, but to me it's more of a byproduct of Mahomes than it is Andy Reid, much like I give the credit to Tom Brady over Bill Belichick. So Kyle Shanahan, I don't even know if he has his quarterback, obviously not as one as talented or even close to as good as Patrick Mahomes, but if Kyle Shanahan can win this Super Bowl, I believe there's a conversation that Kyle Shanahan's a better coach than Andy Reid. Uh, I believe, again, you put a comparable player of Brock Purdy to Andy Reid, he probably does never won a Super Bowl still. So just saying, I think it is a push. I think Kyle Shanahan is much more clever offensively, sticks to his playbook. You know, Andy Reid has time clock management issues, gets a little too cute with some plays in the red zone that don't work out. Uh, both have their deficiencies, both are good. I say it is a push. So there you have my players in position group. So players went to the Niners. The position groups uh, was a push. Three Chiefs, three Niners, and the rest, again, very, very close. This is going to be a close game. Again, anybody who's been predicting a route, a blowout, track me obviously doesn't know football, and I think are going to be very incorrect. But now let me hit you with some stats here uh, before I get into my pick. So, to me, a lot of people just like to focus on, you know, since week six, you know, I love when people do that, since week six, and then, you or, you know, just postseason, and then the team reverts back to what they were the whole season, because I like to factor in the whole season. Now, I just want to talk offense. 
So offensively, the 49ers ranked second in offensive yards with 398 yards per game and third in points with 29 points per game. So a top five offense all around. And when you dig do a deeper uh, dive into that, they're fourth in passing, passing third in rushing. So just a top five offensive unit all around. This has been a really good unit. To me, the only offense that was better was the uh, Dolphins consistently all year. But Niners were a really good offensive unit. Now you have the Chiefs. Now the Chiefs ranked ninth with 351 yards per game. So about a 50-yard decrease and 15th in points with 22 points per game. So about a touchdown less per game than the Niners. Now when you do a deeper dive, the Chiefs are 6th in passing. Again, great Mahomes passing attack, but 19th in rushing. Glaring hole there about the rushing attack. Now a lot of people love Pacheco and what he's doing, but this isn't a great rushing team and a team really committed to running the football. So the offense to me, clearly we're going with the Niners here. Now, what about the defense? Let's look at the defense to get this whole picture. Chiefs. I'm going to start with them because they have a better defensive team. They ranked second this year with 290 yards allowed per game, so second in defensive yards, and conversely, second in points with 17 points allowed per game. So, number two total defense in the NFL. Great defense. Uh, When you do a deeper dive, though, Fourth and passing yards allowed. So again, great secondary. Gave them the position edge group there. But 18th in rush yards allowed. So you can run the football on them. Niners. Let's look at them. Ranked 8th with 304 yards allowed per game. That's only a 15-yard decrease with the Chiefs. And then they were 3rd with 17.5 points allowed per game. So scoring defense, literally the exact same you do a deeper dive, 14th in pass yards allowed, and then third in rush yards allowed, so a stout rush defense. So you look at these numbers, and to me, uh, you know, the teams don't play into one strength. So why do I say that? Well, the 49ers are a great rush defense, but the Chiefs aren't great at running the football. So are they going to stay committed to that when the 49ers have a shaky secondary. And when you look at the Chiefs, you know, in the, you know, the Niners, Niners are third in rushing the football. Chiefs are bottom half of the league in rush yards allowed, but one of the best secondaries. So are we going to throw a lot with Brock Purdy or allow the team to run the football? Why? We saw Josh Allen run the football effectively on this team a few weeks ago. Uh, the Ravens had success, even though they didn't stay committed. If they did, would have found more success in this. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, uh, you know, the Lions ran for a lot. Packers did run for a lot on them, too. Uh, Are the numbers inflated? I don't think so, because the Chiefs are a power run team. And the thing that the, you know, teams that did this against the Niners were a zone rush defensive concept. A lot of east to west outside, good play call designs. Chiefs are just hard-nosed, run it straight down. That's Niners' bread and butter right there. The exotic runs, the Niner, the stuff the Packers ran and the Lions ran, that's what trips them up. The Chiefs don't do that. The Niners have the strength there. 
And then you look at the postseason. You know, the uh, Niners, 30 points a game. The Chiefs, 22 points per game. So again, that keeps up with the regular season numbers. Touchdown more. Again, defense. Chiefs are second in defense in the postseason. Niners are behind that, but Niners one of the best teams offensively this postseason. Chiefs are not. So again, we still get this whole picture of the team, of each team. Chiefs great defensively, but offense is the Niners. So you have the term, you know, defense wins championships and all that. So you look at, you know, as I get into now, some recent stuff. So as I just mentioned that, so we look at this as a Super Bowl rematch. So, you know, four years ago, we had this initial game. Defense wins championship moniker. It was like that eight years or, you know, the past eight Super Bowls, whatever it was. But the Chiefs were the best offense, Niners' best defense. Defense wins championships. Not that Super Bowl. The Chiefs won. So you have this rematch. Defense wins championships. Could it be that, hey, the offense is going to win this one? Hey, you never know. Then I look at some other things that I enjoy. So there's this dude on Reddit who has incorrectly picked 16 straight Super Bowls. We kept the receipts. You can read them all. He's picking the Chiefs this year. That makes me scarily afraid to pick the Chiefs. How about this one? Every time Jim Nance has called the Super Bowl, the team wearing white wins. Guess what color the Niners are wearing this weekend? They're wearing white. This is a Chiefs stat, though. They're 19-1 with a waxing crescent moon. Another stat going their way, in addition to the moon phase, moon cycle, that's going to be their favor. Super Bowl rematches, they've always gone to the team that initially wins. You look at Giants-Patriots, gone to the Giants again. You look at uh, Cowboys, what, Bills, you know, went to the Cowboys. So, Super Bowl rematches favor the Chiefs. So, you have all these little things uh, going, uh, you know, in the betting analysis world compared to the stats and players and all that. And you have the line here. Um, and the line for the game, the spread, uh, is Niners 1.5. So the line has moved really from 2.5 to 1.5, really have fluctuated. Um, and I think it's going to stay at 1.5. And, uh, and you have... All these people, the petting, betting public favorite is on the Chiefs. I think 90% of the money line is Chiefs. A lot of them are picking them to cover the spread. A lot of people on the Chiefs. A lot of the national pundits are on the Chiefs. So it's like, how is this uh, 49ers team favored? Well, it reminds me of the Michigan versus Alabama Rose Bowl line. Why do I say that? Because Michigan opened up as like two-point favorites. Lowest they went down was one, but went back up to two. Stayed in that one to two-point favorites. And everybody was picking Alabama, betting money on Alabama, the spread on Alabama, national pundits on Alabama. Why? Because of recency memory. They were just grading Alabama based on the game against Georgia, not against the games they played against you know Auburn and USF and the loss in Texas. Whereas they were grading Michigan with J.J. McCarthy dealing with an injury, with no Jim Harbaugh. They were dealing on that uh, performances, not on the whole season. And Michigan won, and it proved that, hey, the better team that was better all year won the game. Vegas was right. So this line to me is eerily similar to what we saw a month ago. So because of that, 
and not only that, but all the other data mention points that I mentioned, 49ers are going to win. They have been the better team all year. They were the number one seed, more consistent team all year, stuck with what they've done all year, top five offense all year, where the Chiefs have been sporadic, have dealt with drops uh, in other offensive inconsistencies, drive stalling, uh, a team that didn't score a lot of points in the second half. Yes, their defense was great in the second half, but their offense didn't score any points. So I think the 49ers are going to win. Being that more consistent, better team, uh, I am rolling with the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. In my Super Bowl MVP, none other than Christian McCaffrey. There you have it. There's my pick, San Francisco 49ers. But now, just a final final couple of notes I want to talk about in college football. So Michigan hired Wink Martindale as their defensive coordinator today. I absolutely love that move for Michigan. You know, worked with the Ravens and John Harbaugh for 10 years, past two years with the Giants. Great defensive mind. You know, Michigan's been promoting a lot from within. I am fine with that, cool with that, but I do like outsiders coming in. New, fresh perspective and respected great players and coaches like himself. Bringing him in, I think, is tremendous for Michigan. Great hire, really good. Uh, then, what did Ohio State do? Of course, they countered. So, Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator, but kind of scared me because uh, he is good with college and I think he had a bad hand dealt with him to the Patriots. But a good offensive coordinator left Ohio State today, took the job at Boston College head coach. So what do Ohio State do? They hire Chip Kelly today as their offensive coordinator. So you have this chess match going on between Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, two big news of the college world. It's exciting stuff. Just wanted to put those in there. Uh, but we have the Super Bowl this weekend. Again, my pick is the Niners. I hope you all have a great Super Bowl. Uh, enjoy it. I'll be back next week to break down the Super Bowl and get into this offseason. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.